For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. If you had the Browns scoring 28 points in the first quarter, or winning, or the over in that game, then you're feeling good. Go ahead and bet again. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. <laughs> and what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you here as the LA Clippers 11-4 rolling here as they uh, right near the top of the West, the West Western Conference standings. They've been playing uh, really well, really since Alex, since our last conversation. So, you know, last week we kind of discussed some of our concerns. You know, they had blown a couple leads. They'd still been winning, but not looking necessarily as, as sharp as we would have liked. And it seems like right on cue after that conversation, uh, starting with that Pelicans game, uh, Clippers had a great week and looked kind of like the team uh, that we think they can be at their full potential. For sure, for sure. I don't know if we can take all the credit or any credit, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but they listening, though. I'll, I'll give it that. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. They're doing a hell of a job, man. Five straight games. Uh yeah no it's it's been really exciting and i think there you know there's a couple of things that lead to just how strong the play has been you know we we talked at length in, in, over the past couple of weeks and months about you know Ty Lu and some of the things he would implement and it's clear whether it's his influence or not but the ball movement from the team has been really outstanding and you look at all these three-pointers that they're hitting you know they've had you know, five straight games with 15 or more three-pointers, and then they're shooting the best three-point percentage in the entire league. It's really due in large part to the ball movement. So many of these threes they're getting, I think it's a crazy percentage. It's up near over 80% of their threes are, are wide-open threes that they're getting against defenses. So clearly the ball movement has been outstanding to lead to so many open shots that the team is knocking down at a, at a crazy clip right now. Yeah, they got, they got two elite guys that you actually have to – you know, front and center, put eyes on them. You know what I mean? You got to double down. You got to help. You got to get weak side help. So um, they're actually seeing where those double teams are coming from, and they're executing at a high level. You know what I mean? And their feet are set, planted. They got, you know, amazing three-point three shooters. Uh, that's it. And they're knocking them down. You know what I mean? It's easier to get, you know, a contested three-point shot uh, with a hand in your face with a lower percentage than, than you know what I mean? wide open threes you know what I mean I would think it's harder to hit wide open threes but they're knocking them down from that standpoint so that's amazing they're really they're really cooking on all still yeah and I, you know this is one of the things that I think has been for people that haven't watched the team a lot and you know we've even talked about it ourselves at points about if this team needs another point guard or playmaker 
And at least to this point, that hasn't been an issue at all. And you look at what they've been able to do in terms of putting the ball in both Kawhi and Paul George's hands a lot. You know, six assists a game for Paul George, about six assists a game for Kawhi Leonard. So they're getting essentially point guard playmaking and passing production from from their two lead guys, and it's really helped them develop a nice flow offensively to, to keep the other guys involved as well. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that's probably um, who they're playing, though? You know what I mean? If, if you got a great point guard um, that they're playing against, is that going to be a problem? You know, from that standpoint, or a bigger guard, you know, Luka Donix type thing or something like that? Like, it's going to come a t- time where they're going to have to actually have a really good standing as far as a point guard. You know what I mean? Like, Damian Leonard, for instance, you know, those guys that actually show up every single day um, on that on that field as far as a point guard, that's going to be a problem later on, I would think so, wouldn't you? You know, I think they should be able to, to withstand it. You know, it, it depends, obviously, on the matchup and everything. But I think, you know, just for the simple fact that if these guys can continue to make plays and keep the, the turnovers relatively low, then I think they're mm-hmm. fine with that just because defensively they can be so versatile and a lot of that's due to the part of course uh paul george and Kawhi leonard you know being two great wing defenders but you throw in other guys you know nick batum who's really shown a lot of versatility on that end marcus morris uh, and then of course pat beverly is a great defender against some of those point guards so i think as long as as the two stars are really making plays then uh it shouldn't bite them too much and then you throw in off the bench uh, you know, they have guys that, again, not necessarily true point guards, but playmakers and Lou Williams, and we're starting to see it more from, from Luke Kennard. And, you know, in the spurts where Reggie Jackson, you know, he hasn't played a lot, but he got the spot start the other night when Beverly was out and had a good game. So they have, I think, enough playmaking and ball handling where, you know, it kind of makes up for the lack of a, a true point guard, if you would. But, you know, it, it'll it be interesting depending on who they play in the matchups. But early in the year, you know, they shut down Damian Lillard. So, you know, if if they can do that consistently, yeah. then that, that would lend it to be a successful formula. Yeah, I think it, they're trying to elude the fact that they don't need a point guard to actually facilitate and actually, you know, to score. They just need somebody to be solid on that other end as far as defense, you know. And, um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, and the, def- the defense has been – a really a big part of this winning streak you know the first game against Chicago we had talked about that one you know they just kind of won a shootout but since that point the defense has been has been really strong and you look at the teams they've had to play granted not the best teams in the league by any means but teams that are high scoring you know the Pelicans they held to 106 the Kings who can really score in bunches they held them to 100 and then 96 and the Pacers who are a little shorthanded to 96 as well those are teams that all score the ball well so I think we're also finally starting to see the defense really round into shape and again that's kind of due to to the versatility that that we expected and and knew could do this but it's good to see that it's starting to take form for sure these guys got freaky arms as far as Batum (laughs) and and, uh, Leonard you know what I mean Batum three three steals I'm looking at this right now it's ridiculous you know what I mean and then uh, Leonard had six steals. That's crazy. You know, so they're definitely cleaning up the glass. They're rebounding at high level, and they're playing defense, you know. So that's amazing right there for sure. Yeah, and and on the note of, of Kawhi and Paul George in particular, of course, you know, we expect them to play like the superstars that they are. But, you know, some things that have popped out to me 
over the past week in particular is kind of the explosion for both of them. You know, we know with Kawhi, obviously, with his injury history, you know, that can come and go. But he looks very explosive right now. He's, you know, he's obviously playing many more minutes this year. He's not sitting on back-to-back. So he's seems like he's a full go. And then Paul George, you know, we talk, we've talked last year and, you know, early in this year about him playing much more below the rim. You know, he had that dunk against Indiana or he had a crazy dunk. And then again against the Kings, you know, his... <laughs> I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, his burst all of a sudden looks like, you know, Indiana Paul George, which is clearly a great sign for the Clippers if he's feeling that good and comfortable to be playing above the rim again. It just takes it to another level. Surely, yeah. He's always been a high level and an athlete from that standpoint and, you know, something to watch. And, uh, yeah, it was just good to see him get up like that for sure. Yeah, and what have you what have you made of the past five games or so? We know, as you said, the you know they've run into some teams that have either been under five hundred or you know good teams that have dealt with a couple of their key players missing. Um, but of course, taking care of business and winning those games handily. Just what have your impressions been over this little stretch? I can't lie to you. I think the the most important thing that that I'm always talking about is the consistency. You know what I mean? And, and they actually are showing that um, no matter how many minutes they're playing, who's on the court, um, they're getting a core that's more consistent than anything, and they're gelling really well. You know, so it's really good to watch. Um, shooting at a high clip right now too, as well. Three point line, you just illustrated how how awesome they're shooting um, the ball. So I think that's the most important thing, and they're getting more love from the bench more than anything too. So. You know, it's, it's something to see. I see Tyler, I mean, Lou Williams is, you know, not the Lou Williams star. I mean, he's been phenomenal for 14 years of his pro, pro career. So I think um, the most important thing that Lou will be ready for now is adjusting is getting ready for playoffs, you know. And that's the Lou Williams we're going to definitely see that's going to show out. So we can have that ticket in our hands for sure uh, when it's needed to be used and punched in uh, for the most part. Yeah, and one thing that's different about this year's bench than than past years is, I think just the the dynamic that it, that comes with with this group. And of course, the past few years, you know, it was Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell were essentially an offense of their own. They obviously had the amazing pick and roll that that led to such a great prolific bench scoring unit. Uh, but you know, it's it's tough to lose that. But at the same time, now we're seeing, as you said, Lou Williams' numbers individually come a little bit down, but the bench itself maybe more of a collective unit, especially with Zubats playing a little better, Marcus Morris really rounding into form, Luke, Luke Kennard playing well. You have multiple guys now who can be threats, especially from the outside, which wasn't necessarily the case in past years, where it's more more versatile attack than we saw the past few years, and it seems to be you know, a spread-the-love mentality that, that that's starting to work out really well. Yeah, for sure. I, I got to say something, too. You, to piggyback off what you said, um, Montrez, we know him as you know the best six man in, in last year for sure. I know this is a Clipper podcast, but he's, he's struggling over there on the other side of the, the of the street as well in L.A. And uh, it just goes to show how much of a connection of a Yankee Yang connection that they had and, and gelling and making sure that they were the most exciting thing coming off the bench for the Clippers last year. You know, so um, that it just shows like you know these guys really had chemistry. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that was it was well documented too. They, you know, they obviously started developing that chemistry, you know, in in Atlanta summer league, and then eventually got traded to the same team and had something, you know, organically <laughs> that was already working out well. So they they had an amazing connection. You know, Trez still has had some games with some big numbers over there, but as you said, you know, the, the same kind of issues uh, defensively exist for him over there. So I think you know that's another thing for the Clippers too. You know when we talked about the this roster and this construction i think just defensively versus versatility wise it's just a better fit than what we've seen in the past where you kind of have to put you know some square pegs and round holes and not necessarily have all the defenders out there that you could have when you have this lineup where you can kind of plug and play pretty much anyone and you can keep the same balance of offense and defense on the court sure sure true yes and Alex, one thing that I was uh, I found to be a fascinating stat the other day, they were talking about it on the broadcast when the Clippers were playing the Kings, but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George this year have already played nearly 300 minutes together uh, through 14 games. That didn't happen last year until 28 games together. So, I, you know, we talk about how comfortable this group is together, but those two in particular, you know, for, what was it mentioned, the, the Kawhi sitting for certain games, Paul George with his injury, uh, they didn't really have that much time on the court together until mid later in the year. This year, they're both playing 34, 35 minutes a game and really starting to get a flow and a comfort with each other. And I think it's it's, it's pretty evident uh, with the results on the court. Sure, yeah, yeah. They're not actually, uh, I should have said, they're not actually like depending on, they're actually depending on both each other to be accountable more than anything. You know what I mean? They're not giving the space like, okay, it's your day, one day. I'm going to step up next day type thing. Like, let's just get to the playoffs. No, they know they have to use every single game to jail to get this chemistry going and moving that momentum all the way into that finish line as far as starting in the playoffs. So that's that's huge. That is a huge, crazy stat right there. 300 minutes. Man, that's a lot of miles, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Already. It, yeah. And do you think that was – I mean, clearly it was part of an issue last year, but uh, – we know injuries had a lot to do with it, but do you think that was an issue last year that, the, you know, we, we kind of glossed over it of, you know, if guys missing games, if that was important uh, going into the playoffs, yeah. uh, do you think that was an issue last year and that them playing kind of with their full deck uh, and playing harder, if you would, in this regular season this year uh, makes a big difference? Yeah, for sure. I believe so. I believe, you know, even all the way to missing practices, to missing, you know, um, warm up stuff like that, not one but shoot around and stuff. Um, to, to be on that court and get the opportunity to actually get loose, get get warmed up, playing with your team and stuff like that, if you're missing those windows and gaps, you got to actually implement those later on. It just takes time, you know what I mean? Even though it's 82 games, you miss one game, but you still got to, it's one game that you could have had where you could have got underneath your belt, you could feel good about, you know, so... Um, it probably goes down to the coaching staff, probably bringing them aside and actually talking to them and telling them, like, we need you guys to be more um, involved right now. You know, and me doing, you know, Chauncey Phillips and a little bit of Tyrone Lou, those guys have always been held accountable as far as being in practice, being, you know, in front of the line and really being um, a watchful eye, knowing that, you know, they're leading from the front, not from the back or in the middle or anything like that. So um, that's probably one thing that I can think that happened, you know, at an early standpoint that the Clippers needed of them being accountable and 
knowing that this is their team all the way through in the beginning, and that's how you're going to win the championship, you know. So I think that's the most important thing for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's really important, and I think that you know you there there can be a balance. You can obviously still have your times to rest, guys, and, and you know in this season, you know I'm sure that'll happen at some points. But I do think it was important for this group to to kind of get off to that the start they're off to right now and develop that comfort with each other. Not only for the fact that Kawhi and Paul George will need it come playoff time, but also for the fact that you have a handful of new guys to incorporate as well. So I think you have to find that balance of knowing how you want to play, knowing who fits well together, uh, and getting that rhythm together. But, you know, after some early, very, very early, you know, slight hiccups and bumps here and there, I think that uh, they've definitely really found a groove with each other. And, and, you know, so far, so good in the early part of the season. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for the game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates with big flavor, mini beef wellington steak, burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon, Mm. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to kansascitysteaks.com slash gameday and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big game, big taste. Hey guys, it's a new year, and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis Pastrana here to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand, Just Live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we found a Just Live around all-natural, THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain, inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? All right, so we know the Clippers have been taking care of business on this current five-game win streak. Uh, something we pointed out that they needed to do was was beat teams uh, that they should beat, you know, the lesser teams in the league. They've done that against the games with the Pelicans and the Kings. They've got two more home games on this homestand, uh, both against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So tonight on Friday and then Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, what's the key in just taking care of business against – a Thunder team that is young, they play hard, but not not necessarily the most talented in, in taking those games seriously and, and kind of finishing off this homestand really strong. Yeah, I think um, I think I alluded to it last time we got on the podcast, yes, and, and that's playing to um, your potential and not playing to the opponent's potential, you know what I mean, and just keeping them around. Um, they still haven't showed enough for me to actually – get that out, you know, out of my system of them actually doing that over and over again repetitively and seeing that 
So that's always in my head from the jump, you know what I mean? Are the Clippers going to be able to keep this going, this five-game winning streak, and just dominating and not looking back, you know what I mean, and blowing teams out from that standpoint. So um, OKC is no sleeper. They are not no sleeper at all. They um, they play with high energy, even though they're young. They got you know, a backcourt that's phenomenal, and um, they – I love the way they play with pace as well, too. You know, so uh, OKC, we know what they're going to get. Clippers, we still don't quite know. I'm about 90%, 95% knowing, <laughs> even though this winning streak is lovely to say uh, for the most part. But you still grinding and biting your teeth at the end of the day when the, when the boss tipped up in the, end of, I mean, the beginning of the game. Yeah, and, and to your point, Oklahoma City, like we said, they're not the, the best team by any means, but you know what you're going to get in terms of a young team that's going to play fast uh, and play really hard. And, of course, they've got uh, our former guy, our Clipper, Shea, over there who's turning into a star. So, you know, that it's definitely a team that if you come in with the wrong energy, then you're going to have a tough night. So, you know, th- those will be some fun and interesting games to see just for the fact that, as you said, if the Clippers are on their A game, they'll, they can win those going away. But if they're not, then they uh, they could, you know, be in trouble. Yeah. All right, so Alex, we know uh, one of our favorite games is a uh, is right or wrong. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into that with a little kind of award season. I know it's very very early, but uh, we know the Clippers will be in a mix. Will be in the mix for some of those uh, postseason awards. So let's play a little game of right or wrong. You ready? Mm-hmm. Just All right. With both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George going crazy this year, uh, right or wrong that either one of them, one of the two, will finish in the top five for MVP voting, right or wrong? Ooh. Jeez. I thought she was going to say all-star top <laughs> five MVP. I, don't know. <laughs> I was about to say for sure all-star. Um, MVP, that's a tough one. I don't know, really. Um uh, I'm gonna say right though. I'm gonna definitely say right. Okay, yeah, I I think one of them will. You know, if they continue to play like know. they do, if they finish either the one or yeah. the two seed in the West, and those guys' numbers are the same that they've been, uh, I I don't see there's any way that at least one of them is not in the top five in that voting. So I'm I'll, I'll say right on that one as well. Okay, right. All right, uh, we'll move on to uh, our, our guy Nick Batum, who's been who's been crushing it. We know he's a veteran in the league. He's coming off before this year, his worst season in the league. He's been amazing this year. Right or wrong that Nick Batum will be in the running for most improved player of the year. Right or wrong? Ooh. <laughs> I would... <laughs> he got some tough ones, right? <laughs> uh, Nick Batum is most improved. He would definitely he would definitely have a, uh, a spotlight for sure. You know what I mean? Um, uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, you know, I think that the improvement is amazing, but just with just knowing how the war- the award works and some of the guys who are playing really well, you got Chris Boucher in uh, in Toronto who's blossoming like crazy. He's probably up in that running. So I think. Batum will probably be a little bit lower down that list, but uh, you know the improvement is is amazing nonetheless. But yeah, I think he'll probably be a, a little bit on the outside looking in of that of that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, man. Batum, he has he has he has a great path of getting to that point. Um, 
with you there uh let's move forward to uh we'll say ty Lu, right or wrong will be in consideration for coach of the year mm. Mm. when is that award given at the end right yeah they're all at the end of the year we're like so we're looking oh, we're looking far gosh. ahead but <laughs> yeah possibly be true yeah I, I would think so you know what I mean um if, if the Clippers were to able to get over that that small little pebble hurt heel that they always be bumping their head on um it could possibly happen for sure for the most part yeah I mean I think he'll be in the mix too I think if they mm-hmm. stay healthy yeah, and yeah. play the way they should they should be the one or the two seed in the west and you know that would give him that that consideration but I gotta say, you know, in terms of winning it, you know, as I said, it's still very early. But if the Knicks make the playoffs with what Tom Thibodeau is doing, then then he's gonna win Coach of the Year because of, you know, that turnaround there. They're they're eight and eight right now. You know, they're at the sixth spot in the East. Like, you know, if the Knicks are even in contention for the playoffs with with that type of turnaround, then I would assume that that he would be the guy to get it and, and probably uh take that award over most others. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, we'll give you one one final uh, right or wrong here. As we said, we're still we're looking very far ahead in the future, but uh, you you just mentioned it. Uh, the Clippers will get past the second round in the playoffs this year, <laughs> right or wrong? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna say right. You know what I mean? Why not? You know, I'm gonna use the, the Westbrook approach. Why not? You know, why not them right now? Um, the reason why I'm going to say, yeah, because uh, I'm really, really rooting for them to a point that um, I can actually see the other side of them doing that and doing even more big, so big things as far as in the playoffs. Uh, we always said from the beginning that, you know, they needed a strong, strong coach that actually will call the X's and O's instead of just letting them play off pure talent. And I think, Lou is actually going to be that guy to execute and cause timeouts at the right time and really draw something up to get these guys going and momentum flowing back into them once they, you know, hit, hit, you know, I mean, bump their toes on, you know, can't shoot the ball in the ocean. I don't think we're going to see a fourth quarter like we saw um, in the playoffs never again with the leader as far as Tyrone, you know what I mean? So it's a lot to say into this situation, but I'm going to just say right for sure for the most part. Yeah, where's some? I'm gonna knock on wood right now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, you know, talent-wise, I agree. This is a team that you know everyone last year agreed had should have gone much further than they did. They're in the same position this year, and and like you mentioned with Ty Lue, uh, you know, we've talked about his X's and O's, his his ability to make adjustments. You know, we've seen him close some games with you know an all small ball lineup with Morris and Batum as the two big men. We've seen him play big with Ibaka or Zubats out there. So I think his willingness to try new things and adjust uh, will bode well for them in the playoffs where they're not going to be stuck into, 
you know, one lineup or one philosophy. They have someone who's adaptable in, you know, in tough circumstances. So I think that should help them with, of course, the talent level that they have on the team to, to reach the potential we know that they, that they can have. All right, so we will uh, we'll look forward to those. As we said, Clippers to this point, at least going into the this weekend set with the Thunder, are rolling uh, eleven and four right now. We'll see if they can keep that going. But uh, as always, we appreciate everyone out there listening. Alex Acker uh, for for providing his great insight as always. And know that if you do enjoy the show, <laughs> if you do enjoy the show, you can find us of course on our feed here. Whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify, where we're everywhere podcasts are. So be sure to give us a five-star review and follow along. Act right for Alex's account on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Jesse underscore Cass for myself on Twitter and jcast15 on Instagram. So follow along on all those and uh, we'll follow with the Clippers as they hopefully keep this thing rolling. But uh, Alex, good stuff. And we'll, we'll talk to the people again next week. What a pleasure. Yes, nah, good stuff, guys. Let's go. So that's it. You've been listening on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.